What up, what up, everybody, and welcome back to a new episode, episode 16 of the Dream Team Podcast. I am your host, as always, Jake Schultz. Joining me to my left is Zulfi, just kidding, Daniel Ramos. Hey. Hi, Daniel. What's up? In the middle is no one, because to the right is Spencer Kloss. Hello, hello. No Zulfi today. No Zulfi. No we. Zulfie. This is the first time Zulfi's not been on the pod. I feel like I'm the last surviving member of the Dream Team to just be on every episode. You are. He got a new haircut, and he said, I don't need to be on this podcast anymore. I know. I think he's afraid to show us his hair. I think it just he's too cool now. I think he's just waiting for the beard to grow back, you know, because he trimmed the beard, too. Did he? He did, and okay. it's, like, quite terrifying to look at. Zulfi's a beautiful man. Let's be nice here, okay? At least there's one person that says that. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Why are you guys looking at me? Spencer's nodding his head in agreements too. It's not just. It's not just. No, me. I was shaking. No, 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 no. You were nodding your head. I saw that. Uh, how's it going, everyone? It's been a uh, been off for a week. Been good. Had some life stuff. Daniel just decided to go to New York City. Hey, I was in New York. Yeah, it was a good time. Is that your Brooklyn accent? Yeah, I did it like every five seconds in New York. Honestly, you like, this guy isn't... honestly, I'm surprised no one yelled at me or punched me because. I just did it in front of everybody. It was really uh, in the states. You stay away from weird people. You don't. You don't challenge them. I was gonna yeah. say I wouldn't want to do that in the states with <laughs> how much stuff goes on there. You'd just be like, "Hey, what's good?" And you're just hey, like, "I want some doing? pizza." And they're just yeah, hey, like, make it a pe- "Yeah, no, I." Uh, they're like, "I'll use your blood seconds. as the pot as the sauce instead." No, New York was sick though. Oh, you, did you go to any basketball related stuff? Yeah, I went to the NBA store. NBA headquarters mm. is very. There's three floors. You know what, guys? Very surprising. A lot of Raptors merch. I don't, I buy, I don't buy it. Huh? I don't buy it. I buy well, it. I did buy it. I bought a couple of things. Ah. Yeah. Really? Um, like, what stuff do they have? Pascal? Uh, they had Pascal jerseys in the front on display. Um, No Scotty. They had a ton of Vince Carter stuff. Uh, They had the classic Barney jersey. Obviously, that's like one of the best jerseys of all time. Um, But you know what? I was going in there expecting to see nothing. Every place you went to, there was like a little knickknack of raptors like maybe a cup or a pin or there's a jersey or a shirt i was very pleasantly surprised cool yeah i i'm also like that surprises me i thought, yeah, they, I thought they hated us yeah they do they know a lot of canadians go down though <laughs> yeah i mean like realistically from a business standpoint it's a, it's a big market Toronto's like fourth biggest in north america or third or something like that or or fifth one of those ones is that why they gave them the least amount of national televised games this year Ooh. Uh, yeah i think merch is different though Mm. Yeah. Then maybe they should get some new jerseys. Hello. Yeah. We're hey. back. Uh, this will be the start of us going back again with weekly episodes, hopefully. And hopefully we'll get everyone back because the NBA season is coming up soon. It's very soon. Very just a couple Not of... soon enough, though. October's a long time, man. It's four weeks away. Early. They should start earlier, though. Four weeks away till preseason. They put out the preseason schedule yesterday. It's going to be fun. There's a lot of, a lot of international teams that will be playing, which I guess we knew that that was going to be happening because... They tested it out last year, and then when the Adelaide 36ers, when they beat the Suns. Yes, they did. Now we got the reigning, I don't know, what division is it that Fra- the Fran- that um, Wembanyama played for? What's his team that he played for? Because they're placing off. Wait, facing, what team did he play for? Yeah. Uh, it was like the Metropolitan. They're facing the Mavs. Wait a minute. 92. Did you say a team outside of the States beat a team in the States? The Adelaide 36ers <laughs> beat the Phoenix Suns? What? what? I thought that wasn't possible. The Raptors are going to lose this year to yeah, <laughs> their maybe. game. They're playing an Australian team as well. I, I thought they were facing Adelaide, or is it a different one? Uh, no, they're playing a different team. Oh, okay. 
Adelaide was last year. They, just this year, they announced it. So the Mavs are playing against whatever that team was. We're so we're such a great basketball podcast. We know every single the best, man. team. Uh, but they put out like the Raptors schedule yesterday as well. So the Raptors are playing against Australians, Carnies, Tipins in Toronto. So that oh, will be happening cool. there. So that'll be cool if you want to go and see the Raptors probably not play a lot of their players, but a fun little game. And it's on Scotiabank Arena as well. So that'll be fun to go. But the main topic of conversation that we're going to be talking about today is FIBA. The Ooh. FIBA World Cup has been happening. And surprise, surprise, Canada has advanced as the top of the boards to the next rounds in their group. They are Group H, and they swept everyone. Not just that, two games back-to-back behind by over double-digit points, coming back and blowing them out. This is a Canada team that does not die. And for a lot of people who were worried that Jamal Murray was going to be the only one on this team that was going to push them over, for them to shut everyone up immediately and go, no, we're still talented, and for everyone to eat their words looking at Shea Gilgis Alexander, RJ Barrett, even some of the veterans, Kelly Olenek, Nikhil Alexander Walker. We said that he had to be a good player and he's been that. And Canada is doing what they do best. And finally, we have a team to cheer about. Yeah. First time ever that we've uh, gone undefeated in the group stage. I love it. Pretty cool. It feels surreal to me, to be honest. It's awesome. It's been a lot of fun. It's like, it's actually exciting to like get up and be like, oh, Canada's playing. I got to turn my TV on. Like, it's actually crazy. Still feels like not a lot of people are talking about it, though. But I think it'll come with time if they, well, they're playing Brazil when they beat Brazil. I think it's just FIBA World Cup, kind of, you know? Like, I, I feel like mostly ultras have been watching it, like just big basketball fans. Yeah. I don't know how many people, like, who are just, like, casual fans have been watching it, you know? That's it's been just, a lot of fun, just though. Me. But, like, why? Why what? Why wouldn't you watch it? It's the same stuff as the World Cup for yeah, soccer. Yeah, because you're... you're you're a casual fan. I think casual and Olympics think the are, are bigger. US as well. are just gonna wipe the floor like all the time. But yeah. If you've been watching this year's been it's been some really good basketball and there's some really good teams. Okay, so what stood out to you guys the most from Canada's performances through these first three games? Well the easy one is that we are so lucky to watch Shea Gilgis Alexander. Yeah. Because man, that guy's good. Yeah. That guy is unreal. We have a I just Man, so smooth with it, but then at the same time, so like herky jerky, and like he just gets to these spots that like you just don't think he can, but then he makes it happen, and like, I mean, it's basically been like, I mean, not to t- discredit anyone, but it's been like Shay's the offense, create space for him, yada yada yada, and then from there you you build off of Shay, so it's been he's been spectacular to watch. They threw out the big lineup as well, and I feel like that helped space the floor a lot more when Dwight Powell was out there and Kelly Olenek because watching Shea just, yeah, he is, he's the, he's the offense. Everyone else is either standing around like Dylan Brooks is standing in the corner and then you have RJ Barrett kind of doing a bit of everything, but Shea is the offense. And it's interesting to think that if Jamal was there, that it probably wouldn't have been that. I feel like Jamal would have been the spearheaded you think so? snake of the offense. I feel yeah, he's the point guard. So I feel like he would. He can play shooting guard though. Yeah, I, I think well, Shea's the better player. I think you put the ball in your best player's hand always. I don't know. I just think coming off the NBA championship, I feel like they wouldn't want to highlight him a little bit more. I guess that's fair. I mean, he, it would be them as the top two, hundred percent. I love watching Shea. This yeah. is really the first time I've gone down to sit and just watch him play, and because like OKC games, you're not really going out of your way to watch those. But 
watching what he does, just everything, every little thing that he's done, every little minute detail, he's come such a far away. Like, growth in a short amount of time is insane to watch. I don't understand how he got this good. <laughs> Honestly, it's insane. He's the face of Canada basketball. You tell me that a year ago that people would have believed that? A year ago, probably. No. Last year, A year yeah. ago, no. Yeah, I probably would have believed that last year. Last summer, yeah. Well, maybe not, but I wanted the Raps to trade for him last summer so bad. I kept telling everyone. I know, me too, man. Yeah, that's never happening now. Well, no, it's never <laughs> happened. Last year when he averaged 19, though, the season before, or whatever he averaged, 20, 21. When is his contract up? You guys I'm know? I'm actually sure. I have, n- I have no idea what his contract looks like, to be honest. Remember when we had Giannis... Uh, 2020 or whatever that was the hey, uh, but like hashtag. To be fair, in the news recently, Gian- uh, Giannis has been um, he's been sending out some cryptic messaging about the Bucks. So yeah, the Raptors are a dark horse apparently. A darko horse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's locked down for another four years. All right, his contract ends in 2027. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Shea Gilders Alexander, 2027. There you go. Hashtag. Start it. Let's go. Depends how good OKC gets. If they're just a dumpster fire, who knows? True. Maybe. There's no way that team is a dumpster fire. We talk so yeah, much so about exciting. their future. There's no chance. They they would have to like go against the odds to be a dumpster fire. Like they yeah. have yeah. so many assets. They're it's so unbelievable. Excited. Anyone else? Any other surprises from this team? I Kelly Olynyk's been not a surprise, awesome. but what you expect when he plays for Canada, dude. Yeah, I, he's such a disrespected player. <laughs> he's had a good career. He's been consistently solid his entire career, but every single time it's an international stage, he has been the unsung hero of Team Canada. He's gone through so much with this team. Yeah, and then to see him make big plays too. He sparked the second quarter comeback against Lavia. He sparked so many ridiculous shots. Like he was hitting like fadeaway threes. I'm like, who is this guy? He's just like, he's having a great time. He's a good player, man, and and he's really useful as a playmaking hub. That's been so. I honestly think, outside of Shea, he's been our second most important player, just with what he offers. Like he's you you can break a zone with him. You just throw it to him in the middle. Either he posts up or he passes it out. He's also a great shooter, so he can go to the corner if he wants. Like it's just he's a really good player. And he's great for like the small ball as well. Just uh, yeah, been really fun to watch. But like, I don't, I wouldn't even say it's a surprise. Um, I don't think. I mean, like going into it, yes, okay, maybe these were surprises. But now at this point, it's like the expectations are that we are just that good of a team. You know, those are the expectations now. Yeah, Kelly Olynyk's just he's even in the NBA. He's a great like offensive player. He always has been. But I think in like for Canada, you can always just like he can rely on his size a bit more. There's a little bit less size in international basketball. Obviously, a lot of the bigger guys are usually like American and like Eastern European. So he can take advantage mm-hmm. of his size a bit more. And like he's been a beast on the boards too, like O boards. Oh yeah. Like he he was like against France. Like I know France honestly that win aged kind of poorly because they're terrible. But like Rudy Gobert like couldn't get any boards against Canada. It was either Shea grabbing it or Kelly grabbing it. Is like that was kind of the biggest concern going into the tournament. And. uh I don't know. They just look, Canada's look so good. Yeah. Do we think they have a legitimate shot of actually doing this? I think so. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. Anything, that's why I love tournaments because, like, that's what, like, anything can happen in a tournament. If you look at soccer, like, soccer giants get taken out by these teams that, like, you wouldn't expect to because it's not a seven-game series. It's a one-game knockout. Once you get to that point, like, anything can happen, and we'll talk about that later. But, like, in tournaments international tournaments that's just how it is anything mm-hmm. can happen so i wouldn't be surprised if 
in a one-game thing where Canada has this chip on their shoulder, you know, they have all this momentum, and then maybe the state's like, well, it's like a good team, and then it like, gets them, you know, maybe a little bit. I don't know if it will. They have Ant on their team. Like, that guy mentally can't <laughs> be broken. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Anything can happen, so I, I wouldn't put it out of the realm of possibility. I think Canada's a better constructed team than the States, personally. Yeah. Like, the States, there's a lot of very similar players, and then Jaron Jackson Jr., like, that's what their team is. Yeah. So I feel like um, Canada's like the mo- the best constructed team in the tournament. There's some other ones that could potentially be there, but I feel like they're one of the best. Like just they have exactly what they need to win basketball games, and that's why I think Jake had a point right like weeks ago when he said Jamal Murray missing it might not actually hurt us too much because I was the only one in this room that said that, and everyone's also like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa that's disagree. gonna hurt it." What do you, how can you disagree when they go, swept the group? Because I still think they would have been just be as good, if not better. Okay, but this is showing that this team should not have been taken lightly to begin with, well, which people of, were of doing. Course, but but you, that was the point of it, was that when Jamal opted out, they said, well, Canada's done. They don't have any chance now. He was the only sole reason that they were going to at least push to at least get a spot. No, and but, he proved it wrong. But you said it doesn't hurt them at all. Okay, objectively, they're blowing teams out, that, and they would be blowing them out even more if they had Jamal. Are they a better team with Jamal? Oh, obviously, well, yes. Are they a good yeah. team right now? Yes. Both things can be yeah. true. I, I just don't know. Like, I don't know if it it might hurt them like a little bit. I just don't know if it hurts them as much as everyone thought it would because obviously, just giving Shea the ball and then telling everyone get like just sit in the corner, yeah, run, <laughs> run off screen plays. Yeah, like that's obviously it's working. It's like kind of. It's kind of like an NBA offense, right? Where it's one your start player has the ball, and then everyone else just is there to support him. Mm-hmm. I don't like if if Jamal Murray per se, not that he would have, but let's say he's having a bad game. Is that then take away from like Shea's touches, and then can Shea not facilitate the way that he might need to? I, we'll never know. Obviously. Yeah, exactly. It's but, all it's all hypotheticals. That's fair. But it's, I don't know. We just don't. It doesn't seem like we need more scoring, anyways. We put up mm-hmm. what was it a record? Record assist, uh, actually I have it here. Um, quote from head coach Jordy Fernandez, killing it by the way. Shout out Jordy awesome. Fernandez. He said, we played together, we shared the basketball, and I think you guys saw it. 43 assists to 15 turnovers is a record in a World Cup. And that was the Lebanon game, right? Or no? I believe so. Because I think in the Lebanon game as well, they put about 128. I think that was also like a record for Canada as well. I think. believe so. Well, he also continued to say that it just shows that sharing is caring. Like, <laughs> these guys are ready to play the right way, play with the pass. Yeah, I just feel like with Jamal, we don't know how much that production could have been hurt a little bit because they would have to be consistently feeding two heads instead of one. This looks, like Spencer was saying, like the most NBA team out there because they have one shared vision that they put out there and saying, this is Shea's team. Versus if Jamal was there as well, it would be like, this is Shea and Jamal's team. And then you have to sub out someone from that starting lineup as well. Probably Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks probably would not be starting. Who also has not been looking great <laughs> this tournament so Defensive far. Defensive-wise, though. Yeah. Defensive, yeah, he's, he's great. Role in that sense. He's just in uh, mid-season form already with his hucking up shots. But I'm, I'm, gl- I'm thankful he's not doing them like ridiculous amounts. And he's, no, he's kind he's of no. accepted his role. But good God, him and Fred are going to be a... A journey to watch very this fun year. to watch man hero ball after hero ball love that i don't but know i also think jamal murray is very used to being a second but i don't think team. he wants to be i think I he think would want this to be his team jamal murray doesn't have an ego though he's never had an ego i think if he's aware that a player is better than him and shea is better than him like that's just it's not a 
it's not a hot take or anything. Shea yeah. is is the best player on Canada, even if Jamal was there. Um, and I think Jamal would respect that, especially with a coach like Jordy, who's been just killing it. Did you guys see his uh, mic up? He's just screaming at all of them. So good. <laughs> I don't know how he hasn't been hired yet. He's like, you guys want this? What? The? And just like, Josh is so good. Man. Yeah, I don't know how he's been hired. He's definitely going to after this tournament. He has to be. Yeah. It's crazy how this team has looked so bad at points and then just come out and something happens in them to spark this chain every time. They just come back and are not out. And it's great to watch. They remind me of like a Raptor, like the 2018 Raptors team. It kind of reminds me of that a little bit. Which one? Yeah. This this Canada team reminds me of that. There's one central player. Everyone else is playing. Of, of which team? The championship team. Oh, okay, okay. Shea is like very Kawhi like. They're playing very similar, where mm-hmm. they, but obviously different type of players. But you know what I mean. Like this is just this feels like a team that is bought into a style. And I think that Nick Nurse, if he was running this team, I don't think they would have gotten the same results out of it. To be honest, I, I totally agree. No. I love Jordy. Jordy's been awesome. They yeah, you're right. They bought in. You can see it in the. In the mic ups, in the clips, like they're listening, they're dialed in, like they they've absolutely bought into what he's telling them, and I love that. Good for him, man. I hope he hope he gets a head coaching role really soon. Yeah, we all thought he might get the Raptors role, and then out of nowhere, he just got Team Canada. Was, yeah. That's kind of weird. Like, it's interesting that there's two players or two coaches on this team that were both rumored heavily to the Raptors coach this year, in Jordy Fernandez and Nate Bjorkgren. Like Nate, Nate's still there. I thought he was part of Nick oh, Nurse's yes, regime, yeah. mm. and I just saw his cute little bald head there and i was like whoa i was like he's still there I, i'm surprised yeah. by that nick nurse leaving probably the best thing to happen to canada i'll say it i have no qualms of you in saying to the it. country in general or the team but well, <laughs> <laughs> this team would not be good without with someone like jordy and i'm happy he's having a chance to showcase his talents and it is only a matter of time before one team goes knocking and he's not making it past this year being an assistant he's gonna get a coaching job next year i really hope Darko works out, man. Because if yeah. he doesn't, and Jordy like ends up being this good, I, that'd be very disappointing. And because yeah, you're not giving up Darko. on Darko in one year, but no, Jordy's would, no. getting swept up immediately. I'm yeah. still very high on Darko. I think he's still going to be a really good coach. But damn, Jordy, you've been cooking, bro. You've yeah, been really good, we man. We can't hate on Darko because someone else is doing well. Exactly. Yeah, I got to give him his chance. Exactly. Too, but Jordy's uh, definitely put the pressure on. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move on a little bit to the rest of the tournaments. Has there been any shockers, any surprises from the teams? We'll start with teams first before we move into players because there's been a lot of surprises from players, I think. I think the rest is all going to be one synonymous name we're going to say. But any yeah. teams in general, Spencer, that you've been seeing that you're a little surprised by? Um, Definitely uh, the Dominican. Um, yeah. They've been very strong, and it hasn't even been because of Carl Anthony Towns. He's been okay, but... He's been a big part of that. But Andres Feliz, I want to give this guy his flowers. Uh, he is a six-foot point guard, and he's averaged 17 points per game on 63% shooting from the field and 55% from deep. This guy's been a stud, and like the reason he came to my attention is, I'm not going to lie, I haven't watched any of the Dominican games live. But when I watch the highlights and like read the game overs, like we've learned, he's always like in that. It's always like currently Towns and Andres Feliz. And I was like, who is this Andres Feliz guy? Like, and he's apparently a baller, and he's been so efficient as like a smaller guard. And I got to give him his flowers, and just the Dominican Republic their flowers as well. Cat's been good. Cat has been. It's been refreshing to see Cat playing at a productive productive level that we've been expecting from him. And hopefully this is the start of a bounce back year for him. He looks happy because I know we're all like, this is Anthony Edwards's team. This is whatever with. 
uh, Minneapolis, Minneapolis, what Minnesota? Why did that come? Why? Yeah, it works. Um, <laughs> and like, it's just it's nice to see him play well. He's not a player that we don't like. Like, I want him to Pat? do well, and to see him. Well, I know some, maybe some of you guys don't like Dan's him, but I, like I, speak for yourself. I've always no, liked. Sorry, I, I was actually just <laughs> reading my notes on my computer. I, I zoned her for like a second. No, I like Cat. He's a nice guy. He's just a little cringy sometimes, but right. I like him. He's a good guy. You don't like that he puts on a different voice every time he does an interview? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a bit <laughs> odd, man. I, I'm happy to see him balling out. He just shoots so many threes. It's wild. Three-point champion. 11.7 attempts per game. 5.3 of those are threes. Why not? Might as well. It's wild. Dan, anyone stuck out for you? Uh, like, Not really. Like, I feel like most of it, I'm not like too surprised. Just like... Thinking mostly about like our matchup with Spain and how that's going to go. Um, it's going to go exactly how you think it's going to go. Canada's going to win by double digits. Ooh. Okay, Jake, that's how you jinx us, brother. No, I I'm so confident in this team. Brazil yeah, and Spain good. probably both by double digits. Brazil well, especially. Brazil, yeah, Brazil for sure. they're also like uh, Raul Neto got injured, so he's yeah. out the rest of the tournament. Like it's a big piece for them. Bruno. So. Yeah, Bruno Cabloco, bro. Let's Imagine go, he took us man. out of the tournament. This is the revenge game. That would be insane. All Canada fans would be so salty for that like a That would be year. insane. 12 years later, This guy drops like 35 on us. That would be crazy. Yeah, well, that's going to no, be Wancho. Wancho's going to be the one that's going to be well, dropping. Well, that's like Spain, like, <clears throat> they don't have like a like a lot of like big, big names, but they have depth. They have yeah. experienced players. Um, They're always good. Yeah, and isn't Sergio Scariolo their head coach right now? I'm not crazy saying that right yes he is yeah, yeah. he's a good coach man he's got a lot of experience raptors legend i don't know if he's a legend but shout out sergio <laughs> scariolo man i love him um he is to you yeah he is to me he's a he's a great coach man i really like seeing him on the sidelines i miss him um my siri just turned on randomly sorry sergio um, siri it's in the same yeah, family maybe, I guess. maybe that's why uh but yeah i'm just mostly thinking about spain and how we're gonna do that there I, I think we'll obviously i think we'll win but i don't think it's gonna be an easy matchup they're 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 a good team, definitely. Are we all expecting the Canada-U.S. final? Uh, there's some good teams. Though. I'm surprised no one shouted out uh, the newest Raptor because they've been good. Yeah. Dennis Schroeder in Germany. Yes. Ger- Here's yes. A- Germany's been good, but they've also they shown – Yeah, they've shown a lot of inconsistencies, mm-hmm. and I don't think that's going to let them ride. I think I mentioned it on last week's pod or two weeks ago that Dennis Schroeder has been ridiculous, and he's playing him his way into a starting role on this team. Mm-hmm. And I've always liked Schroeder. I just think he's never had the right fitting team. And the Lakers especially did not help him because they did not need a player like Schroeder. Schroeder fits what this Raptors team needs. He's going to start. I, uh, it's done. It's done in my head. He's starting. So? He's starting. He, he's, he has to. I don't think the start uh, this season he's going to start. I think eventually it'll work. I think he should. If, yeah, if, I mean, if Siakam's still there. Should and, and actually would, though, in terms of like optics and, and keeping your players happy. Sure. You know? But I also think we've seen enough of Scotty at point guard to not even try to do that again. If you have a... So what would be our starting lineup? It would be Schroeder, Pascal, OG, uh, and then it would be Pirtle. And That's Scotty. Four. And Scotty. Okay, okay. And then Trent's coming off the bench. I'm sorry. I love Trent. Trent's coming off the bench. Good guy. He's professional. He probably yeah. is expecting a bigger role, and you can't... You can still play 25, 28 minutes a game yeah. coming off the bench. Gary as a six man right now is the best role for him. If you want to compete, you're putting Dennis Schroeder in your starting lineup. This guy still started 50 games last year for the Lakers. Like, I don't understand why this is such a, oh, he's not going to start. If he's well, playing like this, you have to start him. I think the yeah. way people's, and at least how I've seen it, is his best seasons have been when he's come off the bench in, in low pressure 
roles. When he's went to like bigger things like the Lakers, like it didn't really work out well. And he was expected to be like a starter. And it's just like a bigger load for him to handle, which I'm not saying he can't. He very well could. I think he's going to end up in the starting lineup. But just like I think that's the only reservations I have with it is like his OKC season. Like he was coming off the bench when he was like, he, we talked about it, right? He didn't end up winning six men. No. But he should have. He was Montrez Harrell won that year. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, he was awesome. Like he was so good that year. And I think I would love to see him replicate that. The, like in the, now this low pressure environment with the Raptors where, yeah, we have expectations, but we're not like a championship team, obviously. So he can hopefully replicate that kind of production that he had where he was off the bench and low pressure and all that jazz and stuff so if you want to develop scotty you're not putting him as point guard well i don't know we'll see what they what he wants and what else are the coaching staff well wants. he puts in his bio that he's a point guard so we I, know that he exactly wants to be a point guard that. but i think darko be, yeah. should not let him be a point guard yeah darko he's should, definitely best when he's not no yeah. stick him at the position that he's good at let him be a shoot like a small forward power forward like don't move him around off yeah. that there's no reason for him to be a point guard i'm sorry he has mm-hmm. great vision we all know that scotty is a very good passer that does not mean that he should be dribbling the ball up and down the court no you just stick him in the high posts and just yeah. let him play make from there and there's I no benefits to starting trent this year there's none He's already going to have a long-term contract. You don't need to develop him in the starting lineup. Yeah, I don't know. If you're buying into Siakam and this being his last year and you have to let and do something about it, do not start Trent over Schroeder. Schroeder's the guy. Schroeder needs to start. He's an antagonist. He can get under people's skin. He's exactly what people need, and he's feisty on defense. How does he not fit this Raptors lineup at all? I'm not saying he doesn't fit. I know. I, I, I know. I just, I've seen enough now that I'm like, I don't think it should be a question anymore. Fair enough. But I, I think you're right. I don't think he is going to start to start the season, but I just think he should. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Either way, they'll rely on Schroeder a lot. Start or not start, like he's one of the only guys in the team that's like a legit ball-handling playmaker. Like Gary yeah. Trent's not a playmaker. No. He's a, he's no. a scorer. Mm-hmm. So they're going to, even if he comes off the bench, there's going to be games where he's playing 30 to 35 minutes a night. Well, that's exactly it. It's like, in terms of like starting, I never like worry too much about that because I think he will regardless be in the closing lineup. I think closing lineup is more I mean, obviously not, I think. Closing lineup is more important than the starting lineup. And I think majority of the time he's gonna end up in the closing lineup just because He'll have he offers be. more. He like literally you like by necessity he's going to be. So because that's where you really can't have Scotty Barnes like playing point guard is when you're in down five and then in the fourth mm-hmm. and you're trying to run a half court offense because the game's getting intense, like the emotional roller coasters we've had this offseason with the Raptors of when we were all saw the reports of Scotty or of Pascal being traded and we we're all like, Yeah, it's done, he's not gonna start. And now with nothing happening, we're all like, Oh yeah, yeah, he's gonna be there. So <laughs> yeah. and Gary Trent, still not a contract. Remember when Chris Haynes said that there was gonna be an exclusive contract yeah, being worked weird, out? Man. It's that's been weird. over two months since that. Hey, you know what? I'm gonna say this. The Raptors could be decent this year. I agree. I think they can, I think they'll get more wins this year than they got last year. They hurt me so much last year, but also they won forty one wins. Yeah, I think they'll get like 45 this year. I mean, like, the way I see it is like two years ago when we made the playoffs and we faced Philly, we overachieved. We came back into the next season with basically the exact same team and we dropped what? Six games. Eight, no, like spots, though, like eight spots in the standings? Uh, Six S- spots. Six spots? No, Raps was the ninth seed. We were the nine this year, the yep. five spots, because we were the fifth seed, so six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, like, I don't know, like, I know some teams got better, but, like, to just drop off like that, like, we know there were a lot of locker locker room problems last year. And, that like, a lot of off-court stuff, it, 
definitely affects your on-court stuff. Oh, so it's like, for sure. I don't know, man. I hope that stuff gets sorted out because I do think this team has a higher floor than they showed last year. The thing that I don't really understand is that everyone was saying that last season was such a disappointment, but at the same time, it was 41 wins versus the last season was 48 wins. How is that that much of a difference? Spoiled Toronto fans. Like, if you're going to sit here and tell me that a 40-win season is bad, which everyone was saying that, oh, they're terrible last year, like, how is that bad? Check yourself. It's not bad. It has a disappointing ending because it had the worst ending possible, but it was not... (laughs) Like they yeah. were 14 games, but from below 500 at one point, and they scratched and clawed their way over, and then they hit 500. Like, check yourself. Yeah, yeah go be a Charlotte fan. If that is if that is your textbook definition of mediocrity, you're not a fan of a team. Yeah, we <laughs> because did lose Fred though, that's the only thing that worries me for next season. I'm not worried. No, I'm not. No. Losing think... Fred makes me think that they're going to win more games. Me too. <laughs> really, I, I think that it got to a point where. Fred and Nick Nurse, it just became super dysfunctional. It was like watching like a high school team that yep. no one liked each other. Yeah, yeah like you could definitely see that. That's what it looked there. like watching the Raptors last year. And I think just the just having a better like chemistry and vibe will give them like more wins just right off the bat. I, I think that's totally fair. I agree with you guys in that sense. I just like Zolfi made this point like a couple podcasts ago, probably like a month ago now. Like you want to like run it back, but then you lose like objectively your second best player when you run it back chemistry is a big thing though so like it might not even matter but just in that sense it's like you know where do we go he was also like one of the worst statistical like closers in the league and every game i'd watch him chuck up hero ball threes that was tough man and it just never changed i think the one thing that you're losing the most out of fred is that pick and roll with Jakob. but yeah i think schroeder could do do it just as well he just won't be averaging 11 assists tonight but people also forget that Pirtle came halfway through the season and their record was over like eight games over 500 when Pirtle was there. Yeah. So they would have had a better record if they just had a traditional center to start the season. Pirtle underrated, they have, man. They have a traditional center now. They have a top 10 center in the league. It's underrated. Go figure it out. They'll 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 be fine. They'll be good this year. I think it's going to be a fun season. I think I they'll think be in a play. A I think they'll still be around playing record, yeah. but I don't think that I think they'll probably make playoffs this year. I'm excited. Me too. Well, like Miami was also in the play in last year and they made the f- People suck, man. People don't understand how, like, I don't. Dude, I literally have, like, my friends tell me, like, oh, I don't like basketball right now. Like, the league's crap. And it's like, why? Oh, because the Raps suck. What? So you don't like the Raptors right now? Or you just don't like basketball. <laughs> oh, yeah, just don't I don't like basketball disagree that the Raptors were one of the worst teams to watch last year. Their style of offense was disgusting. It was awful to watch. But they were still fine. And, yeah, it was dysfunctional. But this year is going to be better. Their offense, I think, will look better with that main piece out of there. That was just consistently playing hero ball, and the vibes were off with each other. And as someone who's there a lot of the games, you can tell <laughs> like, it's not something that is just it just translate on TV. Outside of TV, it's extremely obvious that these players were not happy last year. Yeah, the vibes were very off, and I think the vibes will be back with Darko. And I just want to see them play, and I want the season to start already. I just want to see what this team looks like under Darko's vision. Yeah, I'm excited. Definitely. FIBA. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what we're talking about. Oh, yeah. yeah. We they brought up Dennis Schroeder. Yeah. Um any players that you've been surprised by before we wrap up our FIBA talk? Should we all just give our flowers to Ronde Hollis Jefferson? You gotta mention him. You gotta yeah. mention him. Guy's been Kobe, bro. baller. He legit looks like Kobe out there. Someone on Twitter flipped uh, a video of him, so he's shooting with his right hand and like legit like exact same form as Kobe. He's he's a hundred percent 
been watching endless Kobe film. Yeah, 100%. that little mid-range stop fade he's got going on right Dude, now. Sick. I've never seen it before. But. It's been averaging 49% in 38 minutes per game and 23 points per game. He Hustle Chap has always been a good player. His defense has always been great. It was his offense that was stopping him from staying in the league consistently. But if he plays like this, some team needs to sign him yesterday. I think even before this, man, I, I liked him on the Raptors. Good defense, good vibes. You know, he's good for the locker room. I don't, I don't see how he wasn't on like any of the thirty teams in this league. Someone's got to roster him. Yeah, someone needs. Whether it's a training camp invite, some like the Raptors need to throw that out back out to him there because he wanted to come back. He, he was. Did. I remember putting him on Twitter saying, "Sign me." <laughs> yeah, let me come back. Yeah, I know. I'd love to have him back on as too, a bench man. piece. Good vibes. We're looking for the vibes this season. He was good vibes. He's been like a top five player in FIBA, which is crazy. Yeah. So many NBA players in FIBA. And he's third. And like, let's not let's not act like he's like just like on Jordan, so he's shot chucking like Jordan Clarkson. Like he has been arguably the like one of the most efficient players as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, he's so- more efficient than Luca. Yeah, I mean, twenty three points per game on fourteen shots is is always going to be like. It's always going to be good. He scored more points than Luca. Really? <laughs> that is crazy. Luca's finished or what, guys? That's your MVP. <laughs> oh. oh yeah, I forgot I did that. Um, I also want to shout out Nikhil Alexander Walker. Yep. He's. I don't know if it shows him the box score, but he's been doing the important things for Canada. He's just very important player for us. And yeah, I think a lot of our wins are obviously the big guys like Shea and Kelly Olynyk and and stuff, but um. The, the little ones that you don't think of, they've been really contributing a lot, and I think Nikhil Alexander-Walker deserves a lot of credit. I think playing with his cousin has just rejuvenated him a little bit. Yeah. I, I Honestly, I hope he continues this in the NBA, man. I've always wanted him to do well, rooting for him. Absolutely. So, yeah. Let's bring up a topic that's been going around on Twitter a lot recently. What do you define as world champions? Because with the FIBA Cup going on right now, technically, if you win the FIBA Cup, you're known as the world champions. However, you see this in North American sports all the time, whether it's basketball, MLB, that you win that, you're the world champions. Larry O'Brien is the world championship trophy. Where do we all stand on this side of debate? Because this can get very volatile very fast, and I think that we're probably not all going to be on the same page with this one. Spencer, you're smiling. Yeah, you're smiling. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm alone on this one, but um, for me, the world champions is the NBA champions, and I'm just going to give you a quick uh, quick rundown on why I think that. Um, I would, I totally agree that like technically FIBA should be the world champions or like the Olympics, but when you look at the top 15 players in the world in basketball and how many of them are playing in this tournament less than maybe 30% of them. Like, it's hard for me to be like, yeah, that's the world champion basketball team when I know that a lot of the top players, like basketball players in the world aren't playing. So that's like, that's basically my whole argument for it. I just, <laughs> like, I sound like a little nerd, but like, technically speaking, it's just you can't call yourselves world champions if you're only playing in your one country plus plus Toronto. That's just how I see it, like, I just love how much of an ego hit the the NBA players have taken, especially the American ones. Really, oh, it is the American ones. Because none of the international ones have responded to this, except um, I think Evan Fournier responded. He said, like, it's just a title. Like, he basically was like, I don't really care. He's like, uh, NBA title is just a title. But I think he was low-key saying, like, yeah, like, you're not world champions. 
I don't know. I just like Greg Popovich even like agrees. Did you guys see in 2010? He said it doesn't make sense for an NBA team to call themselves world champions. I don't remember anybody playing anybody outside our borders to get that tag. Um, I don't know, man. What do you think, Jake? I echo the same sentiments that you said. I don't. I this is my issue with baseball too, and oh, the series. World Series, you win that and you're the world champions. That is such a small section of how big of a sport actually is. Basketball is a big sport in the world. It's not just North America. I understand that some of the better players are in the NBA, but that's not everyone. You look at the top 15. A lot of these guys are not on NBA rosters and they're still showing out and playing well. I, I just, I don't know how you can sit here and call yourself world champions when you are cutting yourself off from 95% of the world, because this also goes to what North America always thinks that they're the center of the world and that they think that they are the center of every single sport. And that's not true. It can't be it can't be world champions if you're only limiting yourself to five percent of the population. But it's not. Who's the who's the two best players in the world championship, Denver Nuggets? Where are they from? Canada and he's from Serbia. He's from Serbia. Serbia, right. Okay. So that's the thing. It's like if it was only American players playing in the NBA, sure, but this is that's where you get like if you're talking about the best players in the world playing in one spot, it only happens in the NBA. If you look at this list of FIBA players, sure, Rondé Hall's Jefferson's third, but like I don't see I don't see Jason Tatum on this list. I don't see uh, Nikola Jokic. I don't see Steph Curry. I don't see LeBron James. I don't see Kevin Durant. I don't see Devin Booker. I don't see any of these people on this list. So like, how can they be the world champions when the best players in the world aren't playing? Yeah, that like I get I definitely get that part. And like I don't like no one's disputing that NBA is obviously best league in the world. Not even close. Like easily. The Euro League, excuse me. I'm kidding. You think the Australian <laughs> League? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I mean, like, the Euro League is, is a good league. No, yeah, very good def- league. yeah, definitely. Like, de- like, no scrubs there. Like, they're good. It's a good league, but it's just like, like it's not an actual global competition. It, again, it comes down to like the technicalities kind of thing, you know. But those guys that you mentioned, they will be uh, competing in the Olympics, and true, that tr- is a, a global competition, right? True. I would say that, yeah, if you're talking about technically like world champion basketball, it probably has to be the Olympics, mm-hmm. um, which is a good point. As long as like people play, like the problem is, is like I would love for like, let's say the in-season tournament had like teams from all over the world and we called that like the world champions. Like I would love that. That'd be so because co- I think eventually they'll try that'd that. That'd be unreal. No, they won't. We, we they went won't. over this in our in-season tournament thing. Stop we, lying, Jake. They're giving away free revenue to. No, uh, yeah, they would never do that. The NBA has way too much of an ego to do that. Wow. It's showing in the players, too. But I think, yeah, I think <laughs> the reason North American sports call the world champions because there's no, like, competing leagues. Like, soccer, it's obviously the World Cup because the best players come out, play for the countries, and then the best team wins. But, like, baseball, like, yeah, the the best American team wins, but it's just full of Dominican guys anyways. Like, there's just nowhere else for them to play. That's the problem. Yeah, I don't know. I just... I don't think anyone's going to change their mind on this. I think once, yeah. like, you know, Spencer's argument, I've seen a ton of people with yours. Uh, I've seen a ton of people with me and Jake's. Like, I just don't think anyone's going to agree on this. I just, I don't know. It's called the National Basketball Association. I don't know. You are correct. I don't know, man. Like, again, all, all off little nerdy technicalities. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm a, technically speaking, you know, like all that stuff. But, like, I don't know, man. I just, I just think it's the most American thing in the world to be like, our league is based in America, but guess what? 
I We're think the world champion. I think that mindset just hurts sporting in general because it's limiting yourself to only think that these players are only limited to this sport or this team or this league, right? Like you you don't go around and say, "Oh, when it comes to soccer, the Premier League, Man City won, so they're like the best team, like they're the world champions." Mm-hmm. When there's so many other leagues that are very good as well, like the Bundesliga, Syria, there's tons of other leagues as well that are doing the same thing. And I think that's what part of the issue is is that there isn't that in North America. It's just the main guys. It's just the NBA, the MLB, the NHL. And people think that it doesn't exist on a near enough level and on the same amount of level, which is true to some extent. But it also hurts because there's other leagues that are still very good. The Euro League is good. It is a good league. Like it's objectively, there's good players in that league. Yeah. And you see crossover occasionally come in through the NBA and the back and forth. Like, look. Who what was the team that signed like the Euro League MVP this year? Like it it the the Kings signed the one Oh yeah yeah. Like it happens. They're good players all around, but to sit and just say that the NBA are the king of kings and they are the world champions because they have the most amount of money put into it, I think doesn't sit right with me. Yeah. But NBA it's never going to change. Uh, basketball needs like a club world cup kind of thing like they have in soccer. It'd be great. It'd be so it's, good for the business. I know the NBA would probably clap every single team, but probably. But again, like I said in, like I mentioned earlier, that I would bring this point up again. It's a tournament, one game. Anything can happen in one game. Yeah, like Luka Doncic could go crazy and then beat the Suns by forty points. I know that's an NBA team versus an NBA team, but something like that can happen, especially against the Suns. Not anymore. Maybe with KD, it's a little different. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Honestly, I hope that because all the American players took such a big ego hit to this, that they actually do end up making a Club World Cup, but for basketball. And, like, winners of the EuroLeague face off against winners of the NBA and et cetera, all the other leagues, and we'll see what goes from there. Well, I think, yeah, I think part of the reason why I, like, have the point I have is because I want to see, like, like a FIBA World Cup actually be, like, soccer. Like, I want all the best players to play. Like, I want Andrew Wiggins playing for Canada. I want Steph Me Curry too, playing man. for the And I would just love to – because I think basketball is getting to that point where there's a lot of really good countries. And, like, it's one game, right? So a team like Greece or Slovenia with, like, Doncic or, or Giannis could easily just win one game against any team. Yeah. So, like, I would love to see that. And I think that's part of the reason why I have the point I have because I hate, like, seeing – these tournaments and like I would love I'm always like a what if like what if Andrew Wiggins was playing what if Giannis was playing what if even Porzingis was playing like it would have changed our group so much um but you guys are absolutely correct like the term world champion just started in a time where it was all American athletes like the world champion Lakers in the 80s like it was Mm -hmm. all just Americans versus Americans and then the world series in the 40s it was all just Americans on the Yankees so it definitely comes from a spot of arrogance um but I would just I guess my reason comes from I just like I want there to be somewhere where everyone in the world plays on the same stage and like for me the closest thing to that right now is the NBA. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's eas- easily best league in the world. Easily. I wonder if like FIBA's never going to get to that point though, which is upsetting. I just wish oh. they did. It only gets to that point if all of a sudden like randomly Olympics like actually we're not doing basketball anymore. You can you can leave and then like okay the basketball players like, yeah. okay FIBA FIBA World Cup. I just wish they, it's weird how soccer and basketball like switch it like that. Like all the players care about the World Cup, but they don't care at all about the Olympics and then vice versa for the NBA. I wish they cared about it. Why can't they just care about both? Why can't both be probably just like the the level of excellence on their body kind of thing? Sure. 
It is every four years, though. Right? Like, it's not that hard of a commitment. Yeah. Why isn't that seen as... Because if you win the FIBA World Cup, you also qualify for the Olympics at the same time. Yeah. yeah. So the two are not so interchangeable as you're saying in the same sense. Like, why can't you care more about FIBA as well for the Olympics, right? Like, it's a weird disconnect between all mm-hmm. that stuff, too, because it feels like FIBA is such some inferior championship. And like Spencer was saying, it's just a tournament. But, like, why? Why is it just a tournament? Why is Why should it ever just be a tournament? Why can't it be this level of every player wanting to go and play for their country and to support it on that level? I get there's other reasons for not doing it. But it's just, it sucks because there's, these are games that are like no one knows are being played. No one really cares about unless you're just diehard basketball fans like the three of us are. If you go on the street right now and ask a random person, what are your thoughts on Canada in the FIBA? They're like, what are you talking about? What's FIBA? No one knows. FIBA? And it sucks. What do you mean FIFA? I've, ha- I've had someone say that to me. People always say that to me. FIBA? It's FIFA. I'm like, no, I'm talking about a different sport. I just want it to get to that point, and I want it to be to a point where there's the NBA champions facing off against the early cha- Like That's fun, yeah. and it should be a thing. Yeah. But we won't see it because there's arrogance throughout everything, and businesses are sports, and the NBA cannot risk them losing, things like that, because then they'll be think that they'll be seen as inferior when no one th- will ever think that. Just sucks. <laughs> I just really love the way soccer has their competition set up. I think it's the best, and I think every every single sport should look to emulate that. At least global sports, like hockey's tried, it did not yeah. work out at all. Hockey's like no one cares. The world, hockey is the problem. Yeah, it's not as popular though. As hockey thinks they're like and, the top of the world, and no one watches hockey outside of Canada. No one and cares. Like a few countries in Europe, but yeah, and it's like just some not in as, the states. Yeah, it's just not as big as basketball or baseball like no. i think you could do a soccer format for basketball and baseball if you wanted to it's just what well, with relegations no i mean like just tournaments and, okay. and facing off against international teams i, was gonna say, I don't think the relegation teams. part works but no, I, not the relegation yet no we're yeah too, the international we're too deep side. Into our own way for that yeah well because there's there's positives and negatives to relegations and yeah would it be funny like all of a sudden they're Rio Grande Valley Vipers just <laughs> get promoted to the NBA and like the yeah, signing guy, the Charlotte, uh, the G League Ignite is there and it's like, just literally. a bunch of people that aren't drafted <laughs> into the NBA and it's like what? It's like oh they're getting relegated this year, you know? They come in like Luton Town. Yeah, literally. It would be fun. I'd love to fun. watch G League teams play off against NBA teams. It, it, it would be, be so insane. stupid. It would not probably be that enjoyable. No, they'd win no. like seven games a year, but those seven games would be electric. They would be yeah. elite. And the players would just be like, I'm not doing this. Like, they would just stop trying, no. I feel like, in those games. It's a so. missed opportunity. Yeah. It's a massive missed opportunity, and I don't think we're anywhere close to getting anything like that, which no. is upsetting because basketball is like, what, the second biggest sport in the world? I, would, I, think, I, would, I think cricket's probably up there. Yes, cricket. Yeah, cricket. Apparently, top, now it's, everyone it's loves a top, pickleball. It's apparently. a top three. Oh, yeah. Pickle, sorry, we forgot about the rise Snooze of pickleball. Fest. Like, grow up. <laughs> Some lawn bowling? Lawn bowling, that's my sport, bro. Yeah? Are you going to yeah, be an go, ambassador for lawn bowling? Go read my story on Schreeder.ca on lawn bowling. With the Toronto Lawn Bowling What's Club. the website? Schreeder. S-T-R-E-E-T-E-R. Oh. Streeter. Dot C-A. Isn't that when you just do interviews on a street? Pretty much, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was very nice. They were very kind people. They welcomed me in with open arms. It was cool. Anyways, back to basketball. Yeah, I don't know if we'll ever get like the like a club World Cup or anything because there's just too many obstacles. Mm-hmm. But I I have hopes for FIBA one day. Like I I just I think the Americans have to finish like sixth or something. 
It's like really some people just need like an ego check. Like we need a bunch of countries to win and like we need people to like want to play. So I think the only way for that to ever happen is just like parity. Mm. I think we're kind of on our way there. I hope we are. So if Canada wins this tournament though, no one cares. No, I'll care. I care. We care, but like My no one, no team. one, no like who, who's gonna be like, oh yeah, the finals are today. We're gonna put aside time to go watch it because people don't know that it's on. That's why I think it all depends on like the states. Like if the states finish, like imagine the states losing the quarters now. Like the people would actually care. Like in the states, well, they're oh, still yeah. heavy favorites. I mean, Spencer were talking about this before. They're like minus one twenty to still win, which is absurd. Like yeah, I haven't looked any better than like Montenegro or Canada has. No. I don't. It's just because everyone assumes that they're going to do the best, and I think Spencer's right. Once USA gets an ego check, then maybe we can have more of a serious conversation about all of that. Well, I really like. Uh, I mean, kind of off topic, still on topic. I really like their uh, their move of putting Ingram to the bench and Josh Hart into the starting lineup. That's like, I don't know. Like, I'm talking about ego checks, but that's like a specific player. But like, well, they're boys too, aren't they? Uh, I, I'm not even sure. I just know that. Josh Hart, uh, Tyrese Halliburton, and Jalen Brunson are very close, and yeah. they just work so well together. And like you guys said, there's a lot of mouths to feed in the USA, and Josh Hart is just one of those guys that you can plug into any lineup, and you don't have to feed him the ball as much. He's just—I really want him on the Raptors, actually. When they—I uh, oh, love Josh Hart. He's—he's he's a really good player. Like he's like one of the best role players in the league, I'd say. I would agree. Yeah, and just like something like that. I don't know, it actually, it, it makes me more uh, high on, on USA, the fact that they would do something like that, just just for in terms of better team building, because you guys said, like, the construction's, like, a little, like, odd. Like, I agree, but now that they have someone, like, just, like, willing to be that role player instead of, like, oh, like, I'm the guy, I don't know. I'm just, I'm much higher on them now. Cause no, you're, that, so. you're definitely right. Like, they do need it because, like, who's their starting lineup now? Jalen Brunson, Josh Hart, uh, Mikhail Bridges, mm-hmm. Paolo still? Yep. And then, and then yeah. Jaron Jackson Jr. Yep. But that's but someone like really Paolo, good. for example, of course it's really good, but someone like Paolo, like what's Paolo Boncaro like on the basketball floor to do? He's been great. He has been great. <laughs> he's been like their second best player. Well he has, but then but he's only like he's only averaged like eleven points. So not, my point is not that he's been bad, but it's like Paolo Boncaro could probably go out there and average twenty five on like the same efficiency. So like sure. there's just so many players with like almost the same like like if Paolo Banchero's not getting the ball and he's been great, that means someone else is getting the ball. So that person must also be great. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That was more of my point. It's not that Paolo Banchero's been bad. It's just like as great as everyone in the U.S. has been, they're all averaging like 10, 11 points because like they have to feed the hot hand. And if they don't feed the hot hand, like that's where they could lose to a team they shouldn't be losing to. Yeah. Like if someone like, I don't know. That's why Josh Hart being the starting lineup is a great thing. Because For sure. Then Brandon Ingram... If Paolo Banchero has been great, Brandon Ingram hasn't been great. Who You don't want Brandon Ingram taking away his touches, right? No. So I think yeah. you make a great point. I think it helps him a, a lot. lot. Like, that's, I don't know. I still think, obviously, they're still favorites, obviously. But. I don't know. But Canada is the favorite already. We'll continue to track the FIBA World Cup as it goes on. I think that's a good bow point for that conversation. Yeah. I could just wrap that part up there. A couple more things to talk about before we let you guys go on your day. Just wanted to bring this up. Referee Eric Lewis has retired. The NBA announced that they were set uh, doing an investigation on him in the offseason. Uh, when a burner Twitter account was found defending Eric Lewis and saying how hard his job was. And yeah. Um, so he retired. Okay. Had a 19-year referee season as a ref. I wonder why he retired. It's probably because that account was his. 
pretty crazy that referees are making burner accounts <laughs> for the NBA. Just uh, take the criticism. It's not that hard. Yeah. Why are you defending cool. yourself like that? I would love to just see a list of like all, everyone in the NBA and all their burners. It's just, Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant. I actually don't Kevin think Durant. Kevin Durant does that anymore. I he for sure does. Dude, he's so real. <laughs> Carl Anthony Towns has a burner for sure. Dude, he's so cool when he puts his voice deep, bro. <laughs> <laughs> does Trey Young have a burner? Probably. <laughs> Ronnie Hills Jefferson just made a burner, and now he's going on just absolutely preaching the choir. Bro, he's Kobe. This guy should be signed in NBA team. <laughs> <laughs> Account created August 2023. Okay, so who? Okay, other than Kobe, who? Or not Kobe? Sorry, because you mentioned Kobe. Damn. Other than KD, who is most likely to have a burner? Even though I don't think KD is most likely. Anymore. I was gonna say Kyrie, but he tweets everything on his main, so I, I don't, don't think I don't so. Think no, Kyrie. ask me someone who wants to like have like the public opinion of them not being. Yes, uh, they care a lot about public opinion. Devin Booker. Book, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's a, a good show. One. That's a, a good show. Because you know, you know he has a lot of opinions, but you never see him tweeting or anything. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's a good show. That's a good one. Just trying to think of like the top stars. Like you know, I'm trying to think of players. Like Jokic does not care. Well, Luka does like not Jimmy care. Too. He doesn't care. Jimmy doesn't care. Giannis <laughs> doesn't Jimmy care. Jason care less. Tatum maybe. Zach Levine. Actually, LeBron. I, I thought LeBron. <laughs> LeBron is a good one, dude. He really he cares, cares way too much him. about his opinion. His, his figure. Yeah, I don't know if LeBron has time though. That's the only thing. But do you think he, he hired someone to make a burner account for him? Yeah, yo, just go yeah, to, just just go to someone me on Twitter, make twenty please. accounts. Hey, LeBron, if you need someone to do that, hit me up. <laughs> I'll defend you for money. <laughs> for money, no only. problem. Oh, if if LeBron could toss me a couple hundred grand to make him a burner account, I'll go for it. What do you mean? Why not? He'll even post a picture of his own face. He'll be like, "See, I'm not LeBron. <laughs> I'm just some random guy from Toronto. I love LeBron, as everyone in Toronto does." <laughs> um. Do we want to quickly react to our polls for the sugar sure. oh, draft? Rigged. Real quick, I just want to mention that, like, yeah, like you mentioned, like refs should just be okay with the uh, wrong calls. They should. They have really big egos. Yeah. There should not be it's egos not hard. on for referees. Like, I just want to give an example. It's another league, but I'm sure it happens as well in the NBA. Uh, in the Premier League, uh, Mike Dean. I'm, I'm sure you saw this, Spencer, because I know you follow the Premier League closely as well, but. Um, Mike Dean said that he was in the VAR room and Anthony Taylor made another ref who was the main ref on the field made a wrong call and Mike Dean said yeah I just didn't overturn it because he's my mate and I didn't want to hurt his ego for excuse an me? official you job. to actually admit that we all knew it but to admit that it's like it just proves all of us so right <laughs> and like I just mentioned this because, like, we know this also happens in the NBA, and it's just so annoying because we're not here to watch you. Like, I know we, we all know you have a really hard job re- officiating. I would never want to be a ref. It's a very hard job. I respect the job. It's very hard. You're still the opto, and listen, you need to drop your ego because, like, it's just I don't know. Like for viewership, it's the most important thing, and like I don't want to watch an up show. You know, I want to watch the players ball out. I don't know. Anyways, so that's watch my baseball role. then. I think Scott Foster saw his mixtape and he's like, "Oh hell yeah!" That um, video he put together though was really funny. You guys um, seen that one where he's like walking through the hotel with like the music and stuff and like, no, no, I haven't. There's I, one of him with Enter Sandman. Funny. That's the one that it, I it's know. actually really funny. Look it up, Scott Foster. Like I don't know, like music video vibes. I don't know. Music Just look video. it up. It's actually so funny. 
His Enter Sandman mixtape is my favorite one. It's just a collage of him just like teeing up players, <laughs> yelling really? at them, That's and hilarious. just slow-mo shots of Scott Foster running across the court. He's so animated, too. I love yeah. it. So funny to watch. Yeah, so uh, cheers to you, pal. Have a have a great off-season. Hopefully, you can start tweeting on your real account about how bad fans are at Yeah, He's going to have like realizing. ESPN, like just ripping refs or something. Like yeah. Going to our live report, right, was this right, call right. correct? Yeah, we're going yes. to our in-studio referee, Eric Lewis. Why does the NFL do that? I don't care. NBA is Shut up. Like, what are you seeing here? Yeah, he uh, he grabbed his shirt, so I'm thinking they're going to probably uh, probably a hold here. Okay, thanks. <laughs> it's so pointless. And most of the time, they're always like, well, I, I agree with the call here. And then it like, is Here's always why. wrong. And yeah, we're like, like, why? That should be an incomplete pass like, as, it's, as the refs turn around. Here's why the field to catch. <laughs> He's my mate, so I just didn't want to hurt his feelings. Are soccer refs the worst? I feel like they're... No, it's got to no. be NFL. It's either NBA. NFL or... I put NBA. I don't watch I NFL. I got to say MLB. MLB is really bad. <laughs> I, they make a terrible call, and you turn around, you say, you go, oh, what kind of... I don't agree with your call. Get out. NFL refs, I feel like, put up with a lot more. I don't watch NFL. But they also I'm get a lot of calls wrong. But that's also the hardest sport to try to... Judge because tough. the league puts so many different rules on there that are so subjective. There's also a penalty every play if they wanted to call it. Like, like roughing the passer is literally a play that could get called or not get called every single time because they put so many dumb rules beside it. And that's more on the league than I think the refs. But it's infuriating watching NFL refs just flag, 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 flag. Well, there's ten guys in the field at a time and a. F- there's like all 200 pounds plus. Like there's fouls, there's penalties everywhere all the time. Yeah, but they have to just pick and choose what they call because you can't call a hold every single play. They try. Uh, only in Super Bowl. What does that mean for my Jaguars? Oh, they're gonna be money this year. That's Let's go. I'm a Jags fan. I'm high I, did on a, Jacksonville. I did the NFL quiz. Gave me the Jags. So what's your quarterback's name? Uh, Tyler or something like that. No, <laughs> I don't know, man. I I just got into it. Give me a second. Yeah, but he's like one of the. Oh. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I I will know the name. Is Tyler. Gonna... No, no, no. It's gonna piss me off when I actually like see the name. Well, it does start like, with a T. It is close to Tyler, but it's not Tyler. Okay, wait. Trevor. There you go. Trevor Lewis. No. <laughs> Damn it. Trevor. Trevor Johnson. No, Trevor. You were closer with Lewis. <laughs> Think Trevor about... Lewis. Street Tre- name in Toronto. Trevor Young. <laughs> kind of sounds like Lewis. Trevor. Has a lot of the same letters. La. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. I mean, Lawrence. Lawrence is a street, right? Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm from Oshawa. I don't know. No, it is. It is. So well, what does that mean for Toronto. my Jags? I love the Jaguars. Let's go. So. Okay, anyways. I'm yeah, Jags will be fine. I don't have a favorite team, so I'll just tell it to you straight. Okay. Well, I do know, and I know my quarterback's name. Trevor Lawrence. You should join the, the Patriots. Best college quarterbacks of Why all would time? I join oh. that team? Because you're a Man City fan? Dude, no one likes the Patriots. <laughs> Honestly, good point. <laughs> I have enough teams that people don't like me for liking it, so I'm good. Good point. Jake, the only Patriots point. fan that I know that isn't a Man City fan is a Leicester fan. But everyone else is Man City I feel fans. Like, I feel like the Patriots are more like Man United, though, and like Man City yeah. is more like the Cowboys. It's weird, though, because I know like four or five people that like the Patriots, and all of them like Man City. I don't know enough I to guess. like understand these comparisons but like i agree the patriots were they won six no i okay i know that championships you know little tom brady and he cheated no you can't say that inflated the ball you gotta say allegedly you can't say that isn't it proven that the balls are deflated (laughs) no oh okay yeah well i don't watch so i'm just gonna believe you on that one good all right he's still the goat 
Yeah. Bye. I don't watch, but yeah, he is. Bye. Bye. All right, Bye. let's get into the shooting guard draft quickly before we wrap everything up. So the poll went out. We got 20 votes, which shame on all of you. Rigged. Because I know you guys listen. Shame. Vote for our polls. Okay? Yeah, instead of 20 votes, we should have had 23 votes. We know you're listening right now. You should have voted. At dream underscore team pod on Twitter. Follow us. Tons of people looked at it. Tons of people were engaging with it. They were looking at it. I think there was like 300 people actually looked at the thing but then and the poll, but just didn't vote. So All you got to like, do is hit my name, boys. It's not hard. The results were in. Two ties. God damn. <laughs> we let this poll go an extra 24 hours as well. Zulfi wasn't zero votes going Wait, into the last four hours. hours. Yeah, I put it I up for two days. I would have came first, bro. That's yeah, okay. Yeah, I yeah. Put it up for two days. Break. Stop the count, bro. Zolfi had zero votes and then ended up finishing in joint second place with Spencer with 20% of the votes. Can I say the worst part of that? I'm pretty sure Zolfi voted for me. <laughs> he did. He, he said he voted for I me. I also voted for me. <laughs> Zolfi still died. Zolfi didn't vote for himself? No, he voted for me. I voted for me. Go up, Zolfi. So if Zulfi voted for himself, he would have came second. I would have come last once again. So I, thought <laughs> I my actually really like strong. your team, though, a lot. I thought I did well. Yeah, I, it's you weird. You were so confident in that one. I thought I got the perfect spot because I got the last good shooting guard before I had to take Emmanuel quickly. Apparently, it doesn't matter. Dude. Emmanuel quickly, most improved player. I think, like, overall, like, well-rounded, like, all three picks, yours is the best team. Like, I, if you have to go every three you know picks, I think yours is the best team. I'm I, honestly surprised. I was expecting you to win. I picked two guys that people don't like, though. People don't like Jalen Brown. People don't like Zach. I should just pick Jalen Brown hate is right now. I should have picked Ant third and then picked Zach Levine in the second round. I probably would have won. How would you have gotten Ant third, though? I would have just taken him. What do you mean? No, but Jake got him second. No, Jake no, took I was him last. on the swing. You huh? had the second pick there. No, Dan had first. Oh, Zulfi, Zulfi had, had second. second. Yeah, you get the last pick. Oh, you meant as your first pick? Yeah, yeah, I would have oh, picked the third. Okay. Like, no, no, oh, sorry, my like the third pick yeah, overall. Yeah, I was like, yeah, that's yeah, not, not possible, my, my friend. Pick. Imagine, yeah, only if I had him. No, I would have. I should have taken him over Jalen Brown. Fair, because no one likes Jalen Brown these days, apparently. I'm surprised that I came tied for first with how negative I was after the draft. But looking back, hey, you're ready Anthony to knock Spencer out for taking Desmond Payne. That was hilarious. I was Emmanuel quickly didn't tank my draft, which hey. You guys know ball. It's Anthony <laughs> Edwards. People saw Anthony Edwards and went, yes. Dude, his, his stock is so high right now. And yeah. I'm a part of that. I bought in so much. The reason Zulfi didn't have any votes on him until 24, like until like the last four hours, mainly one, because he didn't vote for himself. Secondly, Jordan Poole definitely tanked his draft. Like they looked at Jordan Poole and said, that is such a reach. Because Jordan Poole probably would have still been there if Zulfi took him in the third round. I think at least. I think so. Probably. I wasn't taking them there. So, yeah, I like the pick. It was a reach. but Yeah. I think it's... it's. Uh, it's I like it, though. Pick. It's, it's a like pick. a pick that he like he believes in Jordan Poole. So I tried I like not that. to draft fun, and I still got screwed, so... I didn't draft fun. Except my third pick. I really like Tyrese Maxey, so... Yeah, I think it's just easy to scrutinize a lot of the picks that we made, to be honest. I think Dan was overall like the best, best well-rounded. I know you say Spencer's yeah. is. I think yours is the best. I don't even think it's close. No, yeah. I would have liked Maxey in my third player. Then, yeah. I, then I would have loved my team, but you snagged them up. So I, honestly, I put Desmond Bain on the same level as Maxi. I'm gonna be honest. I maybe, mean, maybe that's tier, crazy to say same right tier, now. But same tier, yeah. Personally, I just really like Tyrese Maxi. I think Tyrese Maxi will have, have more to offer throughout his career. I think he has but, a higher ceiling. I disagree. Yeah. I think Bain's, really? Bain's better. Fair. Yeah. Fair enough. Maybe right now I would agree. Have but you I seen Maxie's Tyrese Maxi's defense? 
That's the only thing I'd say. Like his defense is. Bain is a more well-rounded player, and it, you, we were saying the same thing too. He's a sneaky shooter. We don't expect Desmond Bain to be putting up twenty points a game, and yet he's doing it. Have you seen Tyrese yeah. Maxey play the Raptors though? Yeah, that's a different breed. Yeah, that's I. I don't want to think. Ever about since that. Scotty Barnes hugged him, he's just been Scotty Barnes. He's been uh, volatile against the Raptors. It's been disgusting. Can I just close it out saying, is there is there another team in the league that has as many players that just torches them that like like the Raptors? No. As many random people. There's that so many them. Raptors killers. Not even random, just like LeBron, Jimmy, Jimmy Butler in Chicago. Remember every time he would come to town. Mike Scott. We did. <laughs> we, yeah. We played Kevin Durant once a year, and he dropped six, like fifty six on us. Kobe. Yeah. A lot of Raptors <laughs> killers. That was before we were good. It's because yeah. no one likes Canada. Don't you know that? Yeah, but I think all the problem is they though, do they like Canada. Here. I think the problem is they do like. Canada. No, I was told NBA players don't like Canada. No, I think they like coming here and they like put on a show and then they like. And back off to the states. That's why I think they like doing. They, they're all hungover when they're here, and then they just—they're probably just gets the game like ah, I'm hungover. It's whatever, and then they just ball out because they have no like, no pressure at all. I don't know. It's because Drake's here. It's the only reason. I'm sure he parties with them. He absolutely does. Did you see him and LeBron at Cabana? Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm sorry, people are Carabana, more. You, you go to Toronto on a Tuesday, you're fired <laughs> up to play. You go to Utah to play on a Tuesday, you just don't care. That's an yeah. advantage. Absolutely. You don't want to live in Utah? No. He's got some nice mountains. It, I mean, I would live there if I was like a multi-millionaire, sure. Just live there in the mountains like Post Malone. If you could pick the most obscure NBA city to live in, what would it be? You can't be any of the big ones. can't be Toronto because you're already here. I have to think for a sec. Uh, Probably Portland or Seattle. Well, yeah. Seattle doesn't have a team. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Portland's a really nice city. Portland is a beautiful city. Portland, yes. I'm trying to think. Like, I'm trying to think. Like, I actually you're you're got going news, too far ahead. got news for you, Jake. Yeah, you're going, I'm you're from going, the future. You're going way too far ahead right now. Is there any really Seattle. bad NBA cities? Um, there's got to be. Milwaukee's some... pretty bad. Milwaukee's Yeah, I would great. not want to live in Milwaukee. I'm shocked Giannis still wants to live there. Yeah, He's a very loyal of, guy. I was thinking of bad teams. I was like, no one wants to play in the bad cities. but I don't think I'd want to live in Charlotte. Charlotte. Yeah, it's nice weather though, at least. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Let me go through the standings just to see. I, like, I mean, Detroit's not great. I, I wouldn't want to live there. But the, the, the state of Michigan's really nice. It's just Detroit itself. Yes. Let's see. Like, San Antonio is not great either. That's the weather. That's actually pretty, pretty cool, good. Though. Though. Houston. Okay. Boston, I'd live. Philadelphia. But people love Houston. I wouldn't live yeah. in Cleveland. Oh, any Ohio team is never going to be great. New York, obviously. Brooklyn, yes. (laughs) Sorry if anyone's listeners from the States and we're just crapping on your town. Atlanta. I hear it's a pretty cool city. Again, the weather's so nice. Yeah. Oklahoma City? No, I'm good. Miami, yeah. Chicago, yeah. (laughs) Toronto, obviously. Indiana, yeah. Washington, yeah. Like, maybe. Any of the East Coast teams are fine, though. Like, you'd rather live in Washington than Indiana. Yeah, yeah. Sacramento, I'd 100% live in. Minnesota, that would be great. Memphis, you're old. You're only there in the winter. You'd think be about cold. It. Yeah, like you're not there in <laughs> the summer. I think Toronto's cold during the winter. Oh my yeah. god. Where, sorry? Minnesota. Oh yeah, cold freezing. like Minnesota. Like you're only there October to like April. Yeah, like that's terrible. Golden State, easy decision. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you want to be poor for the rest of your life. All like, right. I'm a multi-millionaire now. I think it's a good oh, spot. actually, that wasn't. Oh, oh, you're gonna be a multi. You? No, it's just if you wanted to live in a different city. Oh. <laughs> I would Are you a I, multimillionaire? No. Are you sure? Can I bus fare? No. Uh, I don't know how good their transit system is. 
So I don't know. Don't they have like via rails <laughs> on every single via rails? That's uh, strictly in Canada. No, but like streetcars. Yeah, that's not a via rail. Via oh rails, my god! So. All right. Regardless, Anyways. thanks, Dan. Thanks for coming. Let's let everyone yeah. get on with your days now. Let's <laughs> let's wrap up this episode, shall we? Thanks everyone for listening once again to another episode of the Dream Team Podcast. If you like what you hear, please follow and like give us five stars whatever you want to do spotify apple we're on both of those as well on twitter not x it's twitter you can find us at dream underscore team pod or on instagram at dream underscore team underscore pod and you can find me on twitter at jake underscore schultz six dan where can they find you uh you're not used to going second are you you like oh, huh? yeah, i was still looking at the standings <laughs> and thinking where i'd want to live um <laughs> yeah you can find me on twitter at raptors vision um no I'm not changing the name, despite what everyone has been telling me. And then on Twitter, you can follow me on Dee's Digital. That's D E D E S Digital. Any New York picks on there? One. There's one singular pick. Yeah, I'm gonna put some more. That's why I was like, this guy was all over the California picks. Yeah, I know. I'm putting some up. I gotta edit them today. Anyways, you can find me on Twitter at Kloss Talk Sport. C L O S S Talk Sport. Uh, Please follow me. I haven't gotten followed in like a month. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to wrap it up. We'll see you guys next week. Zelva will be back. Draft will be back next week. Big times ahead for the Dream Team. Small forwards. Catch you all later.